and welcome back to the 411 podcast. I am here with my friend Gabby. Hello. <laughs> and we are going to be discussing dating in 2022. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a big oh no. <laughs> so Gabby's going to be sharing um, some of our stories and yeah like let's just get right into it Gabby yeah, so I think if we're talking about dating in 2022 we have to mention tinder yeah right so this is what we were speaking about earlier on and I was saying yeah. we need to film record this for the podcast <laughs> because this is this is tragic um and I feel like dating in general nowadays that's the only word that you could really describe it as is absolutely tragic (laughs) what is going on with this generation um so right gabby you want to tell us your tinder story like your most recent the one that you were telling me about like yeah so first thing watching all the netflix series and all that i thought was like an exception to find someone crazy or a murderer (laughs) I thought it was something like that never really happens it's just like you know it's very rare but then getting on Tinder realized that it's much more common than we think yeah so what you're saying is there's more murderers amongst us than you would think (laughs) yes yes and it's so scary Mm um right so I I matched with this guy and he looked very fake Mm -hmm. you know like a pretty boy and with these pictures of like cars and watches and I was like these guys are fake a hundred percent and both like well let's let's see you know I'm just here swiping away don't judge a bit by it's covered and all that yeah exactly so I was like well let's see you know so I matched with him and then he started talking and then we were like, okay, let's go on a date. Perfect. Uh, he was a little bit weird and, you know, but I was like, again, like, let's keep open-minded. Describe weird, Gabby. What are we talking um... for the audience? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, his face was real okay because then he sent me pictures and that was his real face okay so um, i was like i was surprised i say okay he's a real person but then he started sending pictures of himself wearing uh, women's underwear okay okay yeah like very small panties like thongs and so alex reads on tinder people (laughs) (laughs) Gabby doesn't know who Alex Reed is right but most of you will know um and by what you're saying like that was I tried to help him as well like get him you know build up his confidence I was like let's be open-minded about this you know I'm just starting my single life again so where is this is going I don't know but I'm not judging um I was like, okay, I don't, didn't know what to say at first. Okay. I was like five minutes, just think like what to say to this. Maybe, maybe we should have started by saying, Gabby, like, right, what age you are? I know you should never ask a woman their age, but 
people will maybe ask why yeah. a beautiful girl like you is single. So, <laughs> like, see, start with that, right? So, why are you single? Why are you on Tinder? Uh, so, my name is Gabby, <laughs> and I'm 29 years old, and uh, I just, I'm not divorced yet, so I'm mm-hmm. still married as yourself. Yeah. But not really with the husband. So uh, split up? Yeah, since October. And this is August. Yeah. Oh my God, it's already August. So I finally realized after a few months that I was single. I was like, oh my God, I'm single. Mm-hmm. And then I just had the brilliant idea of getting on Tinder. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's explore the world. Mm-hmm. What is out there? And what a wonderful idea, you know, Tinder, of course. What a wonderful idea, she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is this guy. Right, so uh, let's jump to the date. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, then... So you matched on Tinder and you dis- he did he send you the pictures before or after the date of himself in the underwear? Before, some of them before the date. Okay, and can I just add that dating expert Matthew Hussey says that if you meet someone online that you, if they don't get on FaceTime or a phone call with you, even if it's just for five minutes, then they're not serious about you. So if you're looking for someone serious and they can't go on a phone call or a FaceTime with you to just hear their voice or see their face that they are who they say they are, then you probably shouldn't go on the date. Yeah. Right, Gabby, continue. Yeah, he did call me, Mm -hmm. and that's how I knew he was real. Um, So he sent me the pictures before uh, I met him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what's weird, because when we were chatting, we started, like, talking Mm -hmm. uh, to, to each other about life and all that, and then he was like, oh, do you like going out? I was like, yes. And he asked me, where do you go? I was like, mm, I don't really have like a specific place I like to go, but yeah, I like to go like to pubs and night outs, and yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, what about you? And then he said, oh, I love going to Kong, mm-hmm. and every time I go, I spend four hundred pounds every night. Okay, okay then. And then I was like, why would you even mention that? Uh-huh. Why would you mention the number? It's oh, just yeah. trying to show you that he's trying to impress you with like things that you can buy and anybody can buy things. So that's a red flag because he's almost putting forward, look what I've got or look what I can buy you, which anyone can do. It kind of shows insecurity to me because totally. it's like I have to come forward with my things rather than who I am. But can I say something? Mm-hmm. There were so many red flags okay. and I ignored all of them. Yes. So again, <laughs> don't make a habit of collecting red flags. That's what Steve Harvey says, ladies. Like, do not leave them in the ground. Don't pick them up. <laughs> so I know that that is my responsibility as well, knowing that, you know, I ignored all the red flags and I knew the red flags. But then I, after that, I read something that made sense. It's like... Uh, it's not worth it. I think it was something like ignoring a red flag can be like you can have like a really bad implications. Yeah, so it's not like worth it if you have a red flag. Just give up straight away. Don't do it like me. Mm-hmm. So the boy liked wedding. It's fine, you know. You can be into whatever you want. 
uh, but just like the way he was speaking was a little bit strange and then mentioning how much money he had oh yeah I spent so much money 400 pounds and oh yes I have these I have that then I started following him on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then he was like on his car I'm like okay yeah so did he take mirror selfies uh no no it did they take selfies or be self in bed with smoldering eyes and a pout with top off <laughs> probably <laughs> probably exactly ladies i know i know i know all the red flags i mean just know <laughs> look i don't know how okay for you a scottish girl yeah tell me how you feel about this because i don't know if it's normal okay but see the way he loves wearing suits Oh, He's okay. a 29 year old mm-hmm. that wears suits okay. every day. And actually, for the date, he had one of the tissues in the pocket. Right. Is oh. he a car salesman? No. Is he a businessman? He says he works with. Okay, so this is the other red if he flag. Works in Little Gabby. <laughs> so, this is another red flag. He says he works with digital currency, like Bitcoin. Okay, so you don't need to wear a suit for that. You can literally just be. Well, you know how people say they do that. Yeah. Just because they have too much money, but they actually don't do that. Yeah. They do something else. Yeah. I don't know what he does, but he was very secretive about giving too much details about what he does. Okay, Uh, so another red flag that I mean, if why wouldn't you want to tell somebody what you do for a living i did ask him if he sells drugs yeah but drug dealers tend to wear track suits and man bags <laughs> yeah. and they tend to have like turkey teeth and um, a hair transplants <laughs> and they use the sunbed so that's a good way of knowing and tattoos tattoos as well so um that's a walking red flag I mean, I don't really understand. Even Pablo Escobar did not wear suits. <laughs> shirts and suit trousers, right? But, like, I don't know what they need for the suit every day. And as a Scotsman, I mean, <laughs> it's still unusual. But he could wear a kilt. He could wear a kilt. <laughs> I know, a kilt would be more normal, mm-hmm. I think. But he came out to the, for the date wearing uh-huh. that. And I was actually like a bit, you know, it's just like a date. It was just like a dinner we were going to. Where we, where did they take you to dinner? Uh, how is it called? Um, in town. I'm not going to remember the name of the restaurant, but it's what quite kind of like, you can see like footballers go there. Like this Rangers guy was there. The whole room? No. Right, okay. Uh, it's like Asian food. Um, it's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I can. I just know that the whole Wong in like Glasgow, it's like a Chinese, and I know that there's like football players go there, Lillian Kelly loves it there, but uh-huh. um, yeah. very nice Chinese food. Yeah. But I'd I'm see sure that, that place food. wasn't even like, food was good, but you're waiting so long. Mm-hmm to get um served but anyways um so I was also taking I couldn't drink much because I was taking uh, antibiotics mm-hmm. and I, and he was like no let's drink 
Uh, it's fine. And then I was like, but I can't. And the way he was just like ignoring completely what was that, it was like another red flag because yeah. he wasn't interested in my well being. Yeah, but, of course, I have. But before we went out on the date, we were like, okay, we were talking. He showed his face, but was like some weird things about him, like the way he dressed, like always trying to show in their story, in his stories, how much money he has and all that. Um, but we got to the day that we we're going out for you know our mm. dinner and then I was getting ready and he was like oh can I come up to your flat and leave my car outside and you get the Uber together right to the restaurant but I was running a little bit late as always mm -hmm. I'm always late fashionably <laughs> and I didn't really think about it I was like, yeah, 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 of course, whatever. And, like, honestly, that's how naive I am. Yeah. Because what if he's got so much money, why would they not get an Uber from his house to yours to the restaurant? But, see, you know, But like, that comes next because, like... That is more to the story and then we'll elaborate on that. Right? <laughs> and then... his intentions... But in my like. head, the only thing I was thinking was, right, okay... I'm gonna have extra time if he comes over. Mm -hmm. So then I'll be less late. So I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, come then. You know, I was just thinking about how late I was. I didn't think about like, oh, there is a stranger coming up to my flat. I live on my own. What if? I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's another red flag. Yeah. It's a massive red flag. For your safety, like don't give out addresses or have people at your flat, especially when you are a single woman lives alone like because you don't know what these people are and it's parkheads and... people are screaming uh for help all the time and it's not like <laughs> it's not like if i start screaming people is going to be like oh gabby are you all right people be like oh shh, shh. yeah just just leave them to it you know yeah. uh or if it gets really bad they call the police but mm. you know um so I was like okay come over then and he came over and then he was having a beer while I was like getting ready and he moved very fast as well so I thought he was he didn't coke before because he was like very like moving too fast okay. and uh -huh. talking and like was very strange uh but okay then we went oh I got ready and everything was fine mm -hmm. and then he ordered uh, an uber and you got on the uber but when we got on the uber i didn't tell you this part but when you get uh -huh. in the uber he was actually telling the driver oh i saw you were quite far and then she was like yeah but see after i accepted the ride i felt bad counseling so that's why i was like yeah just coming over and then he said to the woman oh you made the right choice there i will tell you later why and I was like, and then he started like kind of saying like he was going to give her an, a good tip. And he was like speaking like a very, he has this way of speaking like he has, he's a very important person, very confident. Okay. And, you know, and I was like, he's full of shit. The Uber driver was like looking at me like he's full of shit. You know, I could see it in her eyes. And then she was like, oh, is it your first date then? And then he was like, oh, really? Like, can you tell? She was like, yeah, I'm a professional by now, picking up people. And then it was just like, 
for fun I asked her it was like oh what do you think about us mm -hmm. and then she looked like me she looked at me like kind of saying you're fucked yeah. <laughs> and then she said oh I think you're meant to be or something oh, like that but and he was like oh really ah oh. <laughs> What? And she was women just... supporting women. She should have been like, let him get out the, the Uber first and then locked the doors and drove you back home immediately or drove you to safety. <laughs> I know, I know, but she was looking at me like, kind of thing with her eyes, like, run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, that was the other red flag that I ignored. Okay. And then we got in the place and he, and he got like his wallet in the way like try and show me that he was going to give her extra money and I just like completely ignored it mm -hmm. and I left the the taxi and then he made the point to say oh I gave her extra cash there you know she was so nice mm -hmm. and then I think he did say I gave her another tenner mm -hmm. and I was like fuck say call them mystery for a fucking tenner mm -hmm. I thought he was going to give her like a hundred pounds or mm -hmm. something you know the way he was saying like i'm gonna you know you know why later mm -hmm. and it's like it's was like trying you know like one of the biggest acts for people was um when i did my ick episode was people that aren't kind to wait waiters and like taxi drivers mm -hmm. people who offer services and it's almost as if like that kind of thing comes natural to people and him having to really highlight that also shows that it's like put on for your benefit as well. Exactly. Uh -huh. But I, le I left the Uber exactly to kind of like give him some privacy, mm -hmm. you know, not like trying to look and oh, count, see how much money he was giving. Yeah, just like it's left a private thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I was just like, I'm going to leave it and he does his thing. But then he made the point of saying that I gave her some extra cash there. Mm -hmm. I gave her an extra £10. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really mm -hmm. 10 pounds mm -hmm. but anyways then we go on the restaurant we ordered the food actually before we went now he did text me asking me if i was wearing high heels oh. then i is he short he is short okay and as short as you because gabby's like five three are you five, five two three? five two okay yeah well he's just a little bit taller than me it's very, he's skinny and he's small. He's oh. a small thing. I and don't see you with a skinny small guy. I don't, Gabby, like, what was, <laughs> what were you feeling? He looked you bigger. Were really he looked bigger. You were something different that night, weren't you? Yes. I was... <laughs> when you were swiping Tinder, you were like, okay, given the short skinny guy. like, if I don't die tonight, tonight <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> and, I was, but that was so weird, and I kind of felt like he was trying to say, "Oh, you need to look good tonight." Mm -hmm. You know, was his way of saying "look good tonight," like he wanted to show off uh -huh. the woman he was with, it and that's what he done. Of, what are you wearing so that I don't dress up too much? Because no, we can do no, that. was we like suggesting. Like, where are we going, or what are you wearing so that are we cash? Are we smart cash? Like what? What are we wearing? Yeah, no, it was kind of like, like suggesting wear high heels tonight. Okay. And then I told my gay friend. Maybe I, I told wanted to wear them. Yes, 
I told Lucas. We can share the money. <laughs> I told Lucas mm-hmm. that I was like, Lucas, what? The, this is cheeky. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I know why. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I was mm-hmm. like, why? He's like, he wants to try them on. I was like, what? No. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> just uh, wait and see. But I was like, no, I'm not wearing high heels. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wearing boots tonight. Anyways, <laughs> it was like, I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm not doing what you want me to do. Uh-huh. Um, so we ordered, had our food. And then this Rangers player was there. But I, and then he started not, he stopped at a, acting like a rich guy. Mm-hmm. And then he started, he changed a little bit because he had a little, he had a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And then he started like behaving a little bit differently. Then he was like, oh, look who is there, look who is there. But like a rich person wouldn't really care. Uh-huh. I'm like, fan girl wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, please don't say you're going to ask for a picture. Uh-huh. He was like, not just now, of course not. That wouldn't be polite. Mm-hmm. I will wait until he's done with his food. Oh, and I was like, oh, God. Right. Okay. And it was, that was the first moment that was like, okay, I really need to run. I need to leave this guy because uh-huh. he's creepy. He had food and then we left. And then he was like, oh, let's go for a few drinks. I had a feeling he was gay by then. I was like, maybe he's gay. Yeah. After all the red flags, I was still wondering if he was or not. But... Uh, and then he suggested we would go to this gay club. Okay. And we got in, we had a few drinks, and then he was dancing the pole dance, like upside down. <laughs> no. Upside down. And then I was like, let's <laughs> <laughs> see, because he is a pretty boy. That's the way to describe because he's very delicate, you know, yeah. like his face and all that. Um, he's very small, so obviously, like the guys, they were like looking at him. They're like, "Are you together? You're just friends?" And I was like, "We're just mates. Go for it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and he was kind of enjoying the attention the guys were giving. But uh-huh. when I asked him, I was like, "Are you?" He was like, "No." And if anyone finds out about these pictures, I would just punch them till they're like asleep. And I've never talked to them again. Kind of like threatening me already. Like yeah. if you mention it to someone. But the way he was saying it, like very aggressively. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so he's serious, has a problem. He he has a problem here because I can see he's gay, but he doesn't accept. Yeah. And he's quite aggressive towards it, uh-huh. which is like a massive red flag as well. Did you feel like he was trying to be overly masculine? He was trying. Like but the whole I, suit thing and all that as well? Like... Yeah, yeah, he was really, but I didn't give a shit about it, uh-huh. you know, because I don't get impressed by money or I have a car or I have these mm-hmm. or I give a tenor to, you know, it's more like, yeah, it's more about like the actions and like being a nice person. Yeah. And then I, I noticed he was getting a little bit frustrated because I wasn't, you know, over the moon with his, you know, like all the his demeanor and things and the way, yeah. the way that he was acting yeah so I wasn't impressed by him he was getting a little bit frustrated but okay then he was dancing upside down <laughs> like having the the best time of his life dancing uh, on the pole 
and I have pictures actually I can just oh. can show you later oh. I have a video and pictures I don't want punched until I'm asleep right enough like if he ever hears this <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a little bit drunk he left the place because it was too empty but then I don't know but then he got too drunk he started he started like treating me like a thing and mm-hmm. showing me off and kind of like trying to show again like, how masculine he is mm-hmm. you know like oh look at her like holding my hand and slapping my bum on this chair like outside okay. so everybody would see it i was uh-huh. like mate what are you doing yeah and he yeah he was getting a little bit too much and that that was it started to stress me and then we walked to up to the duke of wellington okay uh-huh. and he was he started to climb so for everyone that doesn't know what that is that is the guy with the cone on his head yes and he was climbing it he was rolling on the floor but i didn't tell you this before after he got up he climbed he was like on the horse like spooning the duke oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow after that he was like, help me to come down. And I was like, okay. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Everybody was looking. I was just like, come down, come down. Uh-huh. And then when he was like, I was trying to hold him and he broke my top, my, you know, this trip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boobs out. Oh my God. Yeah, because I had to like just a crop it. A top one. Yeah. And I was like, shit my right boob was there hanging uh-huh. out and saying hello to everybody <laughs> and i was like look what you've done and he was like oh it's gonna be fine and suddenly it was like he was high uh-huh. but like chipping was like bad he was rolling on the floor and then it was like i think it's time to go let's get an uber mm-hmm. and then he just gave me his phone he was like oh order the uber but then his card didn't work it get declined yeah and then he was like it's not this one it's the other one the other one worked mm-hmm. um and i was there like just holding my top i was mm-hmm. like oh my god it's really need to go and then we went the uber arrived we mm-hmm. got on the uber and then he was like all right um I was like, see, you're scaring me. I told him, I was like, you're scaring me. I just want to go home. This is too much. I'm not used to this kind of behavior. Yeah. And then he was like, no way. I'm calling my friend because he's going to bring some Coke to your place. You're joking. What's your address again? That's my biggest ick. Like, that's my biggest ick. Is that but guys see- that are into Coke, I think it's the saddest thing that they need to take a line of confidence to sit with their own friends. It's so sad. And um, it's yeah. the total cause of like the deterioration of male um mental health issues and suicide. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally agree in something. I mean fair enough people do what they want to do mm-hmm. i'm not like in the point of i'm not here judging people but it's like i'm also against it mm-hmm. i don't do it and i think it's completely silly i think you should be yourself yeah and if it's something that's stopping me from being myself i don't like it yeah it's a problem yeah exactly so and then i was like no you're not inviting anyone to my house and then i started being like a little bit afraid 
of like what was going to happen next we and then i told him look i think it's better if you just go to your house he was like are you for real do you want me to go to my house i was like yes of course that is always what was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then he just lost it he started like shouting in the uber you are fucking punching look at me look at you you were lucky I took you out on a date. What did the Uber driver say? He didn't say anything. He was just like, he was scared as well. He was like, yeah. oh my God. And then he was like, I'm the king of Glasgow. I live in one of the best. But see, just oh trying God. to build up his confidence. But uh-huh. it was like me rejecting him just broke down his confidence. Uh-huh. And then he was trying to like build it up back again uh-huh. saying oh yes look at me i have so much money i'm beautiful and i'm hot every girl in glasgow would like to be here where you are just now and then um i don't think that they would son because you are the <laughs> definition of a fucking embarrassment like i was so embarrassed like i was so embarrassed yeah so it was very very embarrassing people are staring at us we were actually shouting because he was climbing the horse mm-hmm. and all that. So it was very, very embarrassing. I was, I wanted to hide from the taxi driver. What did, did you get dropped off first? In, in the no, taxi? no, we went both to my house because his car was there, remember? Okay, so that's what we were talking about earlier on. It's like, I kind of felt like, right, he's bringing his car to your house which there was no need for. He could have just let you get ready. But see, I didn't realise that, mm-hmm. obviously, the intention the he had was to sleep in mines. Yeah. Was to so, stay in mines. That was his intention. Because if he was having a drink, like, in your house, which he did, then how is he supposed to come back to his car and take his car home? Yeah. It's, like, a reason for either to stay or it's a reason to return to get his car to, like, see you again. I didn't think that far ahead. Okay, so we need to start thinking a wee bit further ahead then. (laughs) It's like that, again, we need to stop collecting the red flags and, like, women have got this thing about, like, giving men the benefit of the doubt. Women don't get the benefit of the doubt for men. Like, if if a man isn't keen on a woman or whatever, they will just block them, ghost them, like, whatever so we need to start living a wee bit more like men being a bit more ruthless yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and upping our standards a little bit because obviously this man is just the definition of embarrassing like yeah and dangerous because mm-hmm. then when I was started seeing like his mood swings and he went very aggressive mm-hmm. and then when we were on the taxi and then he was like losing it saying all oh, horrible things and kind of like saying some, you know, like you're lucky I took you out on a date. Yeah. And then, like, that's why I would just say that, you know. Uh-huh. And well, bear in mind when a man is like taking you, when he's like dating you in the first like six months, they're generally on their best behavior. Like, psychologists say it takes a year to get to know someone really? and see their, uh-huh, see their true colors. So that's why it's important, like, not to make like a big commitment in the first year or like introduce them to your kid if you're like a single mum or dad and because it Mm. takes like a year and you're in that honeymoon phase so everyone's putting their best foot forward and the fact that this guy is like 
not bringing his best foot forward. Like, in fact, he's bringing his two left feet forward. Like, he's <laughs> fucking this up royally, you know? Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be trying to impress you. Exactly, but I saw, like, he... From that moment, I saw, like, he was not good reacting to rejection, mm-hmm. accepting rejection, mm-hmm. because I just said, I don't want you to stay in minds. Yeah. Like, in a very nice way, you know, because, you know... I don't know, I'm a nice person. Yeah. I wouldn't say it in a rude way. So I was like, you know, I think it's best. We're both tired. I think it's best if you, if you just go home. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then he started crying after he <laughs> lost the, the taxi. In the taxi? In the taxi. Oh, he Jesus. was like screaming, saying all oh, horrible things and all that. And then he started crying. And then I was just looking, you know, at the meter like you could see the taxi driver <laughs> you're you're staring at each other like oh my god uh-huh. so <laughs> and then i see i just wanted to keep the situation under control mm-hmm. because i was like okay this is getting a little bit serious and then i was holding his hand just to calm him down like it's okay babe it's okay mm-hmm. i didn't know what to do yeah and then we went back home we went upstairs I don't even know. Hold on. He had his car key. Ah, oh, I don't know why, but I thought he had to go up to the flat to get the car keys or something. Mm-hmm. But obviously he had it. What was doing? Anyway, so I let him in my flat again. Another red flag after mm-hmm. all that. And then I was like, I think it's time for you to go. He was like, oh, are you really? And then he started like losing it again. He did leave, but he went downstairs like shouting and waking up all my neighbors okay and he left he left and i was like Uh oh my god i got rid of him so gonna take a shower and go to bed i when i left the shower and i checked my phone i had about like 20 missed calls i had text <laughs> oh my god i had he had texted me on my personal instagram my business instagram my phone whatsapp called me in all these things as well and then text me like actually oh, i deleted it i think oh. i deleted it i had the text of him saying like what happened i just got home i can't remember anything so how long was it before like between him leaving your flat and him texting saying he can't remember anything? i think it was about like 15 minutes okay then so unless he unless he'd been roofied which you would never be around <laughs> after 15 minutes like that's clearly just an excuse for his behavior exactly of course it was and then he was like i can't be i can't remember anything what happened and then he started blaming me he's like why did you let me get in my car if i was drunk why did you do that i was like what so he called me and I answered. I was like, right, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you home? I was like, yes, I'm home, but I don't remember anything. I'm sorry. And then look what he said, right? He was like, oh, you said you didn't like me and I didn't know what to do. You scared me. You are too different from the uh, from the other girls. So you said you didn't like me and that I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, but I never said I didn't like you. Mm-hmm. I just said I wanted to go home. Uh-huh. And then he had this full conversation in his head that never happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So he was like, yeah, but you said this and you said that. I was like, 
no, I never said any of these things. But I think on the car, when he was talking and he lost it, he was, he thought, I don't know what he thought, but he felt like that was, we are having a conversation right. when I was just like dead quiet and avoiding like to get him more annoyed because mm -hmm. I didn't want it to escalate. Yeah. And he came up with all these things that I never said. So, and then he was asking me if there was anybody else in the flat. He was like, oh, have you got like somebody else in the flat now? Let me see around, show me, show me. I just left it there. How come you already have someone else in the flat? And then oh he God. tried to make me change my mind by putting all his girl's outfit on, his princess, his pink princess no. dress on. What? He put it on. What? And then he was like, no, but look at this. Look at that. Look at that. And then he was like, look, even if we don't stay together, at least you can help me to go shopping. So what he, he like, he sent you pictures and he was wearing a princess dress. It was in a video call. On a video call. So and he was dressing, he's putting all his costumes <laughs> on. Like, you just wait a minute, you just wait. Yes, to what that's what he says. I look better in a princess dress yes. than you. <laughs> and then I was like, mate, honestly, I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. And then he was this like. This has been the most extreme day of my life. Like. <laughs> and then he was like, no, wait, wait, wait. I have something to show you. I have something to show you. Oh I was like, okay, so, okay, okay, but I need to go soon. And then he opens this box with a pair of high heels. Like, okay, it was beautiful, right? Goes perfectly well with his princess dress. I would give him that. <laughs> wow. See, when Gabby said she's very kind, I think that just shows how kind Gabby is. Like, <laughs> I would probably pan his melt in with his heels and his princess dress. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then I was like, okay, I need to hang out. Bye. He had, like, things on the weekend, and I had things on the weekend as well. I didn't block him. But I was like, you know, if I just stop, you know, answering him, he's going to get the message. You uh -huh. know, that's what we do normally. Um, and, I mean, you have told him you're kind of no interested. You didn't like his demeanour, the way that he acted. Yeah. Like, so... I said he scared me. Yeah. I did say that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I explained it. And then when he was away, he was texting me like, are you missing me yet? And I was like, not yet. And then he texted me again later saying, are you missing my peachy bum? Oh, then I didn't reply to that and then I just left it and then I saw like later he deleted the message <laughs> and then when was that was on Saturday that I didn't speak on on Sunday I was just like ignoring him and then he messaged me on Monday asking if I wanted to go to a club with him see outside in the pool I was like I'm too busy and he said well why don't we go on an adventure why don't you go away because I really liked our dinner, but I want to make sure I like you. And then... Hang I'll... on, honey, I don't like you. So I'm not going to waste <laughs> any more of my time wondering whether you like me. Like, wow. That was what I thought. But because I knew how crazy he was, I was like, okay, so let's do this in a nice way. So I was like, look, okay, Chris, um... 
<laughs> I'm giving his name away. Well, but you're I not giving his surnames. That's fine. We're okay. We're all above board and legal here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could not be his name as well. So maybe I just invited, just created this, made it up. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I was like, look, okay, Chris. <laughs> um. Actually, I think we are very different. So just let's leave it, you know. And I, before, but I said it like that, we are too different. And then I was going to say, but like, let's leave it to, you know, like I was trying to be nice. Mm -hmm. And he just said, okay, Gabriel, have a good one. Wishing you a great life. And then I was like, okay, same to you. And then he was like, look, I know you're making a decision that's your right, but that's the wrong decision you're making the wrong decision there. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then he was like, do you know how lucky you were for me taking you on a date? And I was like, see, that's why I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Because of you saying these things. And then he started saying, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. I, I'm a good person, but um, not to you. And then I was like, Chris, like, honestly, I think you need therapy. Yeah. And then he lost it. He was like, are you going down that route? I'm going to make you disappear. Do you know the business I'm in? I'm coming to your shop. I'm coming to your house. Actually, I'm coming to your house right now to say at your face that you are dead. You are oh my gone. God. You are absolutely done. Yes. I would I'm, have phoned the police on I'm this going one. to, I'm sending you to, I'm sending you back to Brazil. I, you don't know the people I know. He was saying like all horrible things. I ha I still have texts. That is so, that is really dangerous. Like how did you feel like knowing that he knew, like I suppose he booked the Uber from his phone so he's got your address. Like yeah. how did, is that make you feel scared? So I didn't panic too much because I have my pals in Parkhead. Mm-hmm. So I love the way it's no longer parkhead, it's parkhead. <laughs> you know, so it maybe I was I didn't have the whole like it didn't see how dangerous it actually was. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wasn't that scared. Yeah, empty threats like you felt like they were. Yeah, yeah. So I was more like annoyed that he was such a pussy that couldn't take rejection. Mm -hmm. And he started like trying to humiliate me because I was actually in life, I was like, what a fucking loser yeah. that don't know how to talk to a girl. Uh -huh. I was like, what, what a loser. And then... You see that a lot, actually. Like, if you... Even if, like, you're out and about and you say, like... Um, I've got a boyfriend and I'm married or whatever. I mean, you're like, I, I've been out wearing wedding rings and I'm married and whatever. But it's like, if you even say that, like, then they just turn on you. And it's like, hang on, before you approach somebody, maybe look for some rings or whatever. Like, that's a big indication that they're not available in the first place. But men don't handle rejection very yeah. well. And then they they sort of like throw it back at us like as if well that's the reason we don't, that we don't approach girls well approaches in a nice kind way you don't have to come up with like sleazy lines or it and you can just ask what's your name like I'm Chris like and just yeah. have a conversation and 
like be like if somebody says like they're not interested or they have a partner already then they should be responding by saying like okay like no bother have a good night instead of like being like you're punching anyway you're a fucking slag you're this you're that like or if you've got a partner well I can see like I thought that you were a beautiful woman and I approached you and I can see why you're taking like so have Mm -hmm. a good night like well actually it happened to me before so so it's Uh not like all of them are bad yeah exactly but like the, the whole rejection thing I think like no one likes rejection but there's a way to handle it and actually say like a guy approached you right and they were like hey and you were just like mm, like I'm not really up for any any speaking to anyone tonight and they were really kind and gentlemanly towards you you might actually second think yeah. that and go do you know what like later on that night you might bump into him again at the bar or something and say like you it's like a, a conversation yeah it's like a conversation feel comfortable to start yeah. chatting a hundred percent when he left the, my flat mm-hmm. and during this conversation like this last very dramatic conversation mm-hmm. he was like if i leave if i walk through this door you are never going to see me again mm-hmm. you are never going to see me again i don't care if you call me if you text me i don't care mm-hmm. i'm gone and i'm gone you're going to lose this opportunity to be with me that's why he said leaving my flat and I was just like go just go uh-huh. but he thought I would beg him yeah you know and then that's why he said on the text as well he was like see you're saying this just now whatever but don't regret it after later I was like I'm not definitely 100% never going to regret rejecting <laughs> you like because you're a nightmare like a person and he does need therapy. Horrible. He really he does. does. I feel like it sounds. Well, how he Maybe switched? He mm-hmm. switched so like fast. and high. Yeah, and like aggressive, mm-hmm. very in a very aggressive way, and saying that he was going to make me disappear and all that. I still have the take. So yeah, I was scared. I, I was first is like laughing because I was like, "What a loser!" Mm-hmm. and feeling very sorry for him because I saw how. He was desperate for being accepted and like trying to do things to impress me mm-hmm. but like obviously in the wrong way with mm-hmm. money and uh, trying to show off and things like uh-huh. that uh, that's not really what a woman likes uh-huh. you know uh, and unless... if your eyes were wide open in the very beginning at the start of the interaction you would have picked up in that and seen like this man's coming forward with what he's got and not who he is therefore he's insecure because these things like that's what money, it means designer clothes big flashy cars watches that's all just a mask it's like Kanye West says like he doesn't put logos on his brand because brands screams insecurity and you know when I was speaking earlier on I was saying like drug dealers like have like, a bit of a look like it's like these people that kind of walk about and I get it each to their own right like it's up to you what you do with your body but these people that walk around draped in designer and like big flash cars and turkey teeth and like just women are kind of morphing and like they all kind of look the same as well and it's it's quite sad it's like look at what you're putting yourself through 
to make society accept you. That's mm-hmm. because you obviously don't feel secure within yourself. And that's yeah. a super sad thing. And that has become a worldwide problem. And it's so, so sad. And people don't really know how to be themselves or they can't accept themselves because there's this look or this type what that I should think, show yeah what people want to, to see to. Uh-huh. what people want to see people want to see my money people want mm-hmm. to see these people want to see that because and then they're they just leaving that's will impress people but having that certain look my friend was telling me last night like she's got a friend and she's a really nice girl really genuine down earth and things but she's like got these like fake boobs that look really and I'm no against it because I nearly had an augmentation this year but I think that when you look a certain way and you portray a certain image you attract what you are you don't attract what you want so she's attracting all of these kind of fuck boys that just yeah. want to kind of and you know what? say that the fucked a girl that kind of looks a bit like a porn star let's say yeah. and then go back and laugh about it with her friends and it's just so so sad like I wish I could I feel like within myself like since I turned 30 and I think losing my mum really made me wake up and be like don't change yourself like be yourself like like be comfortable with you who you are and be who you want to be and then you'll attract the kind of people mm-hmm. that are on your wavelength as yeah. well like well and the, sure funny, that guy and, and the funny thing that has. any person that thinks a little bit we know i knew he had no he didn't have all that money he was saying he mm-hmm. had was off he was putting so much effort in trying to show that whether like the other day i did meet a guy yeah that took me on a walk with his dog just like you know like see, no branded clothes nothing like super simple I mean, I'm sure that boy has so much money, mm-hmm. like by other things, like where he studied, other countries he lived in. So, and people that really have that, they don't need, they don't need to show off. No, because you know? they know that actually, when you watch interviews with like successful people, they would say that like money doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you a better person, or in fact, it makes most people worse. And um. It, like it's not the be all and end all that people yeah, it's think who that it you is. are that's more important if that was the case we wouldn't see suicide and celebrities because according to us little people they have it all yeah right so they wouldn't have drug addictions alcohol addictions mental health problems if money was the be all and end all yeah the solution for everything yeah. uh-huh. um but ending the story I, I blocked him yeah on everything um and I, I was still at first that it was laughing because I was like what a loser mm-hmm. and what a shame then felt very sorry I had phases right mm-hmm. that I was very sorry for him because like that's a shame he must be in so much pain mm-hmm. to be like that aggressive you know I don't know what he's been through in his life yeah with his family and then he started thinking about it but then I was like, what if this dickhead actually does something? Yeah. What if he is like having a bad day and he decides to do something to me because he mm-hmm. couldn't actually, you know. So I had to call my ex-husband mm-hmm. 
and let him know about what happened. Yeah. And he was like, it's fine if I don't, he's not a drug dealer mm-hmm. to start with. I already checked him up and I spoke to my brother. So will you be here? If you, anything happens, you can just give us a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going through the visa application. So he was like, let's not get the police involved mm-hmm. in this. And that's not what you want. And we can, like, if anything happens, if he does come to your flight again or to your work, because he said who's mm-hmm. going to go, we're going to be there in five minutes. Yeah. And do what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, since then, the guy never, he disappeared. He was quiet. And that's what we thought that was going to happen. You know, he was like, he's not going to do absolutely anything. Uh, in, which was nice for my ex-husband yeah, to was. be there for me, uh-huh. you know, to protect me. Um, but last week he texted the, the weird guy. He texted me from his business account on Instagram. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> saying, Gabby, no hard feelings. Gabriel, no hard feelings. I'm doing very well. This is my new flat. And pictures of him looking through the window of his new flat. Um, in a picture of a puppy. I don't know if he was trying to make, like, to soften my heart or yeah. what he was trying to do. And he was like, yeah, I'm doing very well. Hope you're well, too. No hard feelings. Mm-hmm. I was like, no hard feelings. You said you are going to make me disappear. Yeah. <laughs> How come no hard feelings? Uh, but I just blocked him again. And mm-hmm. he's been quiet since then. But I'm still keeping. But I was afraid of going back to my flat. For a few days after that, mm-hmm. I was afraid of like him being in my flat hiding somewhere. So I would yeah. come home after work and open the door, inspect the whole flat, and then close, shut the door behind me. Yeah. So I could run if he was there. Uh-huh. And then I realized how scared that I actually was. Yeah. You know, being on my own. It is awful because. Like, I actually started reading a book the other day and it's called How Men Can Help and it's actually written by a woman for men because we go through things like this as women where it's like you walk down the street with your keys between your fingers, you don't wear a ponytail, you take it out if you're walking alone, you don't go to parks like or walk certain places when it's starting to get dark, like... There's so much stuff, like you start to feel anxious when you, mm-hmm. there's a man walking towards you and you two are the only ones in the street and it's just, it's really, really sad. Like, I know that not all men are like that and they, they I've had conversations, especially when, oh, I'm, I'm so, I can't believe I forgot her surname, Sarah, the one that was murdered by the police officer just the other year there. Um, and that it, the the news was obviously really big, and the conversation became really big about what we face as women and our safety. You know, so I had conversations with men about her death, and they were like, "It's terrible." Like, say you're you're a man walking down the road and you see a woman, like they'll say, "Like I'll cross the road," or or something like that because you don't want to make them feel like scared and it's terrible that that's the society that we live in and it's absolutely terrible that what age was this guy Chris? 29, 30. nearly, Nearly 30 year old man couldn't be mature enough for somebody to say I'm really sorry we're not meant to be um let's not go on another day. He started to cry. 
exactly. lost his shit and then he was crying. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, like he's not pure weepy, like. Mm -hmm. I just feel, and this might be a wee bit controversial because male mental health is like a very big thing right now. And I, I, I don't say this with the judgment that men shouldn't have that men sh shouldn't have mental health issues or anything like that but I just feel like our granddads would laugh in these men men's faces because I feel like they're so weak and I feel like they just they don't know how to treat women and I feel like where did it get lost along the line? How to actually be respectful? And if you're respectful, like you're going to get respect back. If you're disrespectful, like to a woman, then of course they're not going to want to continue yeah. the date or go on another date or whatever. Like it's and it's ridiculous that they respond in such a manner that they are going to end you or they're going to kill you or because well, you I don't think that's want more about values. Them. That's more. I, do, I think before back I then, men had weak. more like, values. You're trying because you went on a date with somebody for a so couple of hours. Say, you're saying that you're going to kill her. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like it's the the their weakness is insecurity. Like have a bit of respect and a bit of pride about yourself. Like yeah, I just think it's. It's disgusting the way that men treat women these days, and even like when you look at people who are they've had kids with a woman, and then they don't they they don't even pay for their own kids. Yeah. But some of them are like out, and they've got new girlfriends, or they've even got families with girl. Well, they've got girlfriends that have got families, and they're raising them and their kids, but they don't pay towards their own, and they don't see their own, and they don't help raise them. But all they do is like not the single mum. That's embarrassing, mate. My granddad would laugh in your face. Like you don't raise your own family. You don't look after your own family. And you want you are you are saying you're a man. Yeah, and exactly. You can't say that you are a man. A man's job is to protect and provide for his family, and that's where the respect came from back in the day. Men no longer protect and provide for their families. There are men out there that do do it, but they are no longer the breadwinners in their households and where is a man's place nowadays? Maybe that's what's wrong with them. Maybe they don't know their own place because women are providing for themselves. They're putting the roof over their head. They're putting the food in their table. They're raising their kids and they're building the tables and they're building <laughs> the houses that they live in. And they're there. Yeah. <laughs> like... So yeah, like maybe it is a case of men don't know where their place is in society but I think that it's it's what I'm saying is that I think it's quite weak that women are doing this all on their own and men are it's as if they're angry about it it's like um they don't really believe that we can be single women who are happy on and our no, own I think what it might be is their wife are being like let's say is playing both roles yes right but the mo the mothers as well were protecting them and were keeping them as a baby. Mm -hmm. So all the women are kind of like keep them safe, protected, and spoiled. Mm -hmm. So they don't really need to be anything. Yeah, they don't need to be a man. They don't need to be anything. They're just doing their own thing. I would but, agree with that. You I know, and I that. think that's what is happening. They're like, they don't feel like they need to be 
um, strong. They need to face who they are. They need to go out there. They're just keeping it to themselves and doing whatever they want to do. And they know they can use women because their mom are doing everything for them. They mm -hmm. see that, you know, well, I can make women do what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. So they're just too comfortable in their comfort zone, I think. And then even like mother-in-laws, like they'll, they allow their sons to treat other women like shit, but they'll raise they're like they might moan about their own husband and say, "Oh, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that and he doesn't like I do everything." But what men they don't are not babies. I not, think back then, like, like wait kids. a second, but they're not. They're not taking into consideration that their sons are husbands, whether they're gay or they're straight. They're raising a husband, so raise a husband to be a man and learn how to protect and provide and be emotionally mature enough to deal with a woman. Women are very strong and they're very capable. And we've came into an era where we are showing that and we're like, what is a man's place in this society? And I just feel like women going against women like their daughter-in-laws and allowing like their sons to treat other women like shit they should be pinning them up against the wall and saying I did not fucking raise you like that and I'm a woman and I, I you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me mm -hmm. so you're going to learn to treat women with respect and I think that's where it's went wrong women are really mollycoddling like their their kids and I feel like it's like they want them to be their pals no they're no, their sons like they're not raising them the way that like my mother raised me and I think she raised me very very well that I'm independent and a mother's job is to raise you so that when they're no longer here you know how to do everything and I feel like like that that doesn't happen like I obviously just had a situation where my mother died and my, my husband emotionally and mentally abused me because my mother died. He laughed in my face that my mother is dead. He done things to me that are absolutely disgraceful. And like, you just think that why? You, we sit here and we discuss like dating and fair enough, I'm no dating, right? But it's like, but women, mother-in-laws that kind of thing they'll allow their sons to do things like that to women that have been good to them you know and it's like it's sad like we live in a world where I actually feel really sorry for him because of his incapacity to be able to look after his own wife in our biggest time of need you know and it's like I feel so sorry for him when really I should be feeling sorry for myself. I've just lost my mum. My husband's just walked out and left me. He left me to commit suicide. He left me to die. Like that's the weak men that we're dealing with. And they think that it's okay to just move on like really quickly. And then you've got women that are so bloody delusional that actually get with these men who are still married or whatever. And they think that they treat their wife like, or their baby mamas like shit and they just, they don't look after their kids, they don't look after their wives or whatever and they think that it's going to be That's different a red for flag. them. That's it's a that red flag. It's like, honey, How I'm he his wife. His ex I'm his is. fucking wife. Like, 
And Yuri's baby mama or whatever, like, well, no, no, the new supply type thing, but say like that was somebody that walked out and their own kids and their partner, like long term. What makes you think that you're going to be any different? You need to stop ignoring red flags. And like I said yeah. to you right in the beginning, when that guy was like money forward, like you should have just stopped speaking to him right away. And you know that now, but it's like we've come up against like, a massive massive problem where men are getting away with a lot I mean they're threatening to kill people do you know what I mean and it's like and it just because a rejection and they're causing like their own breakdowns of their relationships which is ruining their own lives and and the and and the what you call it at the core of it at the end of the day like my husband's incapacity to look after me while I was grieving it's caused a breakdown in a whole family. It's not just us. It, like He's not only abandoned me, he abandoned five nieces and nephews. He abandoned a sister-in-law. They're like, where's Uncle Craig? Do you know what I mean? Like they, They've just lost the closest thing they ever had. The man that was never supposed to walk out of their life walked out of their life because he felt hard done by because my mum died. I just I just don't get like the weakness of men these days. And the I think that it's very sad that that there's parents out there that aren't sitting their children down. And that's where I go back to like your gran and grandpa's either. Your gran and grandpa, like if they got somebody pregnant or they were going through rough times or whatever they would say, right, we need to make an honest woman over and you need to do the right thing. Now, that's not encouraged. I think it's phases. I think there was phases. There, there was that phase that uh, men had that value. But then came the, the phase where, like, the women were just trying to protect their own too much. Uh-huh. So then I think, like, men stopped because before, like, boys were treated like men and they had to be something and then I think the mothers for like this generation they were trying to protect their own too much so then they were treating their uh, children their boys like babies they're enabling their behavior they're not they, letting them take responsibility exactly and that's not how you they're grow. men as babies mm-hmm. so that's why they are babies but I think now we are getting to this generation that we are just collecting the fruits of this bad generation where men does they don't take responsibility and they leave like babies doing whatever they want to do and nobody holds them accountable but the new generation i think is changing mm-hmm. because if you have a son today you raise it in a different way and i oh, see you like bet your bottom dollar yeah and i see like women obviously we're not talking about everybody of course from older generations you still like my mother-in-law was a very strong woman mm-hmm. she was she, she still raised my husband as a baby mm-hmm. but she's a very strong woman and all the boys in the family all the men in the family they respect her like wow she is our queen and but i think like, now the new generations the women are going back to like teaching their sons how to be a man uh-huh. how to be a respectful honorable man 
men with values and i'm really hoping for this new generations because women are just we're just done Uh with all this the only thing you can change we can change the men you're married Mm -hmm. right you can change your husband i can change my husband but we realize that we can change the future generations that's so true because it's like i know that moving forward and if I have a son like you said that I, you bet your bottom dollar he's going to respect women and that was something that I ignored I thought when I met my husband that he was a real family man but now upon reflection it was me that organized every family event it was me that organized like taking the kids out and things like that it was me that organized taking his mum out for dinner, having them up, going out, like if we went out and done an activity together, we went over and seen them. He was always like, I do not want to spend any time with my family. And like, we would go over, we didn't really like see his brother and the kids and like my sister-in-law. And I really like, I wanted to see them because I always felt bad that I felt, I seen my side of the family a wee bit more we were we were closer to the kids on my side and I didn't think that was fair and I spoke to my sister-in-law about that um but I kind of felt like that was more Craig's responsibility because it's Craig's side of the family to like bring us together so but every time we went into their house I would be like buzzing to see the kids and see them and whatever and he would be like "Uh, we're not going to be here for long where it's just a quick visit and I'm like, I just felt like it was so rude. So now upon reflection, and he wasn't kind about his mum. I remember like thinking that his mum was awesome. Like, and he would be like, no, she's just like a pain in the arse and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'd be like, I th- well, I think your mum and dad are really nice. And I think that you should, you really don't appreciate them. Right, because Nicole, the way they treat their ex I know, and I know. their mother. I know now. And their family mm-hmm. shows a lot how he's yeah. going to be to you that's what i'm talking about i should have known the way that he spoke about his mum but then flags. it was very interesting how when we were going through that rough time and then we did separate was then his mum became his asset it was like my mum mama and i'm like well you didn't speak nicely of your mum for eight years it was always me that was like your parents would do anything for you and you could call them at the drop of a hat and they would be there and whatever and you should be very thankful for that they bail you out of every situation which is also a red flag because the reason that my mum never bailed me out of situations was because she knew and that's a very difficult thing to do as a parent that she had to step back and let me make my own mistakes and the same with my sister. And we like, have the responsibility And of that's it. why I'm so and emotionally... deal with the consequences. Uh, I'm so emotionally mature. I'm capable. I'm able to deal with things with maturity and logically. And I take responsibility. Um, but without that and constantly stepping in and constantly like just oh as long as he's happy like you you there's comes a point where you should be sitting your son down and saying you have a wife how old is he you, he's 30 
You have a wife. You asked for her hand in marriage. You said for better, for worse. You said for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. And this is for better and for worse. And this is for sickness and in health. Your wife needs looking after. She's not like she's no well right now she's just lost her mum her mental health is deteriorated and that's because of your actions and you have to take responsibility for that and what you shouldn't be doing is trying to go out and publicly humiliate her and getting with somebody really soon and to take your pain away that you feel so hard done by like when actually you're not the victim in all of this you know like if you had you had not emotionally abused your wife and made her feel scared in her own home, then you would still be married and you have to take responsibility for that. But I don't think that conversation ever happened. What is going to happen if his mum dies? Well, that's that's what I said. I'm like, what, what are you going to do if, like, your mum passes away? You rely on her heavily. I never relied on my mum for anything because my mum raised me to be independent. She was my mum and I miss her. I miss her dearly. I miss her every single day, but I don't, I never relied on her. So in a way, her not being here, I don't want to use the word easier, but that's the only word that's coming to mind. Like if you can think of a word of what I'm trying to say, Gabby, then please like, but I just mean that I was already independent and I already know how to do everything and I never lifted the phone for my mum to fix a problem of mine, you know. So mm-hmm. what's he going to do when it is his own parents? He's not going to be able to cope. And I see it with him and I see it with his brother. Like, they, they can't cope. They're, like, so stressed with life and it makes me feel really sad because I see, like... I see that like the last encounter we had like was at Christmas time and like his brother had like a, a wee problem with the dinner and started shouting at his wife and the like our nephew who's five had to go in and tell like Ross please stop shouting at, at mummy daddy a five-year-old but Craig's mum and dad just sat there and listened to this and never did anything and that was a red flag to me because I thought, I don't know how many times I've sat in the presence over the years and watched him be abusive towards his wife. And like, it, he kind of started to see it after like they had the first baby. But then you also started to see her be abusive towards him, you know, like answering him back and calling him names and things like that but then had the cheek to to block me and say to me that I wasn't kind to my husband and I thought wow you know like I've watched you be so unkind to your husband and I've watched him be so unkind to you and I don't think there's a time that you could ever say that you've watched me be unkind to my husband in the eight year you know like and I think it's not being unkind asking for some space when you're being mentally and emotionally abused after your mum's died. It's boundaries. Exactly, that's a healthy boundary. And for me, that was the bare minimum. It was five minutes down the road and all he had to do and all he had to be reminded of, his parents had to remind him as she's just lost her mum, she's going through a tough time, you're only down the road. Just get a wee phone or a wee text and say, babe, I love you, if you need me, I'm five minutes away like I'm thinking about you that's all he had to do and we would still be married because I know 
myself so well and going through therapy and things like that they've also highlighted you're so self-aware and you're very in tune with yourself like so I think that I knew what I needed and I, that was all I asked for was a wee bit of space and then on top of all of the grief that I was already going through he then created more grief and to me that was the reason for the breakdown in my marriage and I think that incapability and incapacity to just it's an insecurity thing like he thought that it was like the end and what and, and I'm like it's not the end the your behavior is going to cause the end and then in the end his behavior did cause the end but then things kind of settled down now I never called him names I never said he was a psycho or anything like that even though he was doing quite like quite scary stuff I was being stopped harassed I was being threatened um like uh I, I had to phone the police I, I couldn't believe I had to phone the police do you know what I mean and it's like and then I was met with a response from his mum and dad his mum said I wasn't to talk shite now, what kind of response is that woman to woman? Her response should have been, he's done what? You've been through enough. Like, I'm coming up there to toys arse. And his dad said to me, and it was more shocking coming for his dad, actually. He said, am I right in saying that you came from an abusive household? So a bit of shouting in your face shouldn't bother somebody like you. I know that's that's what I was met with, and I've that was his I, dad. That was his dad, and I've I was in my friend's house at the time. That's the example of the men flat. he has. It's well, I was really shocked, and don't get me wrong. The next day, his dad apologized, but I had reached out to his mum and told his mum his behaviour was worrying. I was scared. He was sober. It was nothing to do with drink this time because there was a previous incident that happened, and it was blamed on drink. And I'm like, I can't believe that that's the response that I was met with. And the way that I was treated because I had to phone the police was just, I think it was, it's absolutely disgusting. There's no need for it. Now, I never charged him. The police wanted to charge him because they were like, this is not on. Like, and I was like, no, like, I just wanted to fix things. I just wanted to be able to breathe and have a bit of space without feeling scared and like I was just being met with so much more grief and that makes me scared for this other person that he's now got in his life and she's got a kid as well and I think please like please like you've not taken the time to actually like learn and be, be responsible for what you've done and you've still got a wife who very much needed you and you've walked away and you have smeared my name I mean, he went about and told everybody I had an affair and that I've only got what I've got because of him and that he gave me everything and I threw him out his own house and made you as if you were the wicked witch of the West. And I'm like, everybody knows that I'm successful in my own right, that I look after myself and like... That That's about his confidence. Exactly. It's but like that, that... you have to go about and say... And, and again, anybody that knows me knows that I've, I've never cheated on anybody in my life. I'm far too honest. But it's much harder I would rather to say, listen, I'm actually thinking about or I'm looking at someone else. Or, and never, never 
in my life and I just think it's so sad. I feel so sorry for him. I pity him that he's got to pretend to be somebody that he's not in order to get with somebody else. Well, That's very much sad and you know that'll never be me because I don't need to come across. My heart, my soul is pure. My intentions are good. I'm kind and my mum created a good, good, amazing woman and I don't I don't have to say what I've got or I don't have to go forward with my, like if I started dating, I don't have to make somebody feel sorry for me being like, oh, my husband left and my mum died and whatever. That will not be my story. My story will be I'm a whole happy individual (laughs) and I'm ready for love and to open up my heart. And I I don't, it doesn't matter what went on before because you're not that person and I can't treat you like you're that person that broke my heart and left me in my time I need. So, like, hopefully there's men out there, which I'm sure there are, that, like, they're probably not on Tinder. So we know they're going on Tinder. But, like, I believe that there is people out there. and there I are, 100%. I hope that it does change. I hope our generation changes things. I know that... I'll certainly be raising my daughter to be looking out for red flags and know her worth and not accept abuse. And I'll be raising my son to respect women because they wouldn't be on this earth if it wasn't for a woman (laughs) carrying them. And if he ever, ever dared to treat a woman the way that you and I have been treated, I would string him up myself. Like, I would be on her side. And that was one thing my mother-in-law always used to say. If my son's done anything wrong, I would be on you and Steph's side. And I was left by myself. I dropped to below a double zero. I didn't get a lasagna dropped off to me. I wasn't checked on. And that is the world that we are living in. And do you know what? I'm so proud because I can say sitting here that I, I, I came here, I rose for the fucking ashes and I'm sitting here myself. I don't know, can we get a woo-woo? But I did it all on my I own. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much. But I did that all on my own and that was fucking hard. And my, I know that my mum would be so, so proud of what I'm doing. I'm helping other women now, like through... Um, breakups, divorces, separations, mental health issues, like, and that is incredible. I'm taking lemons and I'm making lemonade, and that's <laughs> what I do, and that's what I've done my whole life. And I just feel like I know that when the time comes, that I'll raise incredible babies just like my mum did. Yeah, you know, so hundred percent. Our men are out there, gaps like, one <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, not on Tinder, but. No, no, definitely no. Like, I mean, if you if you want to like be stalked or die or whatever, then probably your best. Well, I know there are no. There are there's couples that end up Tinder and they're married and all that, and I hope they've got healthy happy. I met my ex husband on Tinder, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm glad all that happened. He's not a bad person; you're just Mm -hmm. like too different. And he was a baby. (laughs) Um, but there are great men. Uh, there are great people mm-hmm. actually and you're helping each other to grow and hopefully like um, men will realize these things and mm-hmm. they will learn mm-hmm. from the situations as well and, and Colin uh, see like Colin your ex crazy 
that's like a red flag. So if any yeah. anybody approaches you girls and they're like, oh, my ex is crazy, blah, 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 just bear in mind that you're a woman and if you're made to feel safe, secure, respected, appreciated and all that in a relationship, you know as a woman that you'll give that back in tenfold. The only reason that anybody would feel or be like crazy, let's say, I hate that word, but is because a man's making them feel insecure and that's what boys do. So let's replace that word man. Boys will make a, a woman feel insecure. A man will make their woman feel secure. Um, so yeah. like, and I can't, I can't. There really are say, cases, but. Mm -hmm. I can't say my husband made me feel insecure. I think like being such a secure woman actually made my husband feel insecure. And that makes me sad because all I ever did was try to like bring out the best in him and I wanted the best for him. And I think you don't even need to know me. You could follow me on Instagram to know that I just want the best out of life and I want the best for everybody around me. So I know that I was I was almost a picture perfect wife. Like I really was and I know that. And I think like that paint me how you want. You know deep down that you even though he caused me grief and things like that and he did what he did he never wanted to be without me do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. he never wanted me to leave but I wasn't willing to put up with that kind of behavior and when I thought that we were getting things like back in track and I was getting that husband back that I knew and I loved then he went and fucked it and told lies about me and whatever like and it's just super super sad that it's came to that because as you do well who you knows he might learn and they do that a lot they learn mm -hmm. they come back and uh, i mean not that he's going to come back to you but um maybe six months down the line he would sit down he'd be like mm -hmm. if think about life and what happened and understanding you know grow go through the process of mm -hmm. Hold on, what happened here? Yeah. I certainly think like that the people that he surrounded himself with and doing drugs and things like that hasn't helped him. And it's certainly not something that would have happened under my watch. And I think like even again approaching his mum about that, that worried me because it's like he's going through a really difficult time and even though he's acting as if he's living his best life, like I know that he's not. He can can he possibly be? And um like I, I would love if he was mature enough to sit down and have a conversation with me, which he hasn't been, you know. Like, I believe that everything can be fixed with communication. And that's something, again, that people aren't very good at and men aren't very good at. Um, it's because you need to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. For you to have a conversation, for you to understand a situation, you need to look at mm -hmm. yourself. And that's why it's very hard. And that's what, like, men struggle with. Looking at themselves, being sensitive enough mm -hmm. like to actually like oh there is something wrong with me that i need to fix yeah they don't want to face it's not always everybody their flaws mm -hmm. you know i think yes that's well hard. i don't know what might happen in the future i would love to have been able to deal with everything um in an adult way and i believe that it could have been dealt with that way and i feel like it's such a shame that it wasn't and i think that it's a major red flag for um the new supply to think that if this is how he's doing his wife and this is how his family are allowing him to do his wife, then what's in store for you if he doesn't learn?
um, that makes me really sad and really worried, woman to woman. Um, yeah. And I maybe we will sit down in the future and have a conversation and okay, have another. That, hopefully, know. not more Tinder dates, uh, crazy Tinder dates uh -huh. <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. good things. <laughs> well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll be back next week for another episode. Um, at to continue our relationship series. Thank you so much for listening. Screenshot this episode and share it on your socials. Also, leave a little review because it helps bump us up on the podcast list and it gets more people listening. Thank you so much. Say bye, Gabby. Bye. bye.